Hello there. Good morning. It's Monday morning. All of us are uh, slow to get up today. We're questioning, am I really supposed to be in this job? Is this where I'm supposed to be? We're wondering, would they care if I didn't show up? In fact, Easy and I both had that thought. Should we just not show up for work? Easy. That's what my pillow was telling me this morning. Yeah. The pillow was like, don't go. It's fine. Stay. Stay. You could just turn off your phone. Don't go to your five by five cubicle <laughs> and stare at white walls all day with the buzzing sound of luminescent lights over you. Bruh. I felt uh. that. Oh. <laughs> oh. So guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It is Monday morning. I hope you have started off your morning well, and you're starting it off with us, so it can't be that bad. Uh, just to let you know, Massey is actually still out of town. He is in Minnesota. We hear the clicks now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that camera yeah. angle's that bad. That camera went... <laughs> Show that angle again. I just this This is what professionalism looks like, folks. <laughs> Massey's absence, it all goes to pot. So, anyways, let's keep going. Do not forget to check out the selfevidenttruth.com. Check out the blog. Uh, last blog post was something about the whole Sam Harris issue. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about that. I probably have, but Sam Harris had some things to say about comparing Hunter Biden and uh, Donald Trump's Trump University. So the article actually goes into really the the vast difference between the two issues and why Sam Harris has really kind of stepped out of bounds. And there's a larger picture at work, but check out the articles, make sure to comment, make sure to like, subscribe, share everything you can, wherever you can find it. Leave reviews, leave those, you, you know, the, the five stars and you can do the one through five. Go ahead and do a five star for us. I think that's on Yelp. Well, no, you can do it on uh, uh, Spotify as well. Ooh, I did and not I know that. And I think Apple. I think Apple podcast. I don't mess with, with Apple. I have an Apple phone, but. Are you a, a I don't like Apple person? I am. I like it because it's convenient to have for my phone and not for anything else, though. Here's the question of the day. Apple or PC, guys? The, the Arguments are started in Apple, the office. You mean Apple or Android? Or, well, I mean, it, it really extrapolates out, right? You know, computers well, and, and phones, because Android's just a phone, right? Well, Android is like the uh, OS system that it uses, because yeah. iOS is iPhone OS. Right. But what I'm talking about is like the, the products. People tend to sit in one of two camps, either all Apple products or no Apple. Right. So my question is Apple products or no Apple products? I have a pretty healthy mixture of both because I have like an iPhone, an Apple, like a really old, like third series Apple watch that I got for a really good deal. And then an iPad from a friend. And that I do like graphic design. I do just like basic research on watch is a watch and then phone is a phone. Whenever I actually like use the internet, I will use my computer, which runs off of Windows. Good. Good. Good man. There's hope for me yet. There is. Uh, it's <laughs> funny because that 
arguments have been started in the office and there tends to be two tribes apple tribe and <laughs> non-apple tribe we got to come up with a better name than pc tribe so there's your question i want you to let me know what you think you go apple are, are you part of the wicked darkness kingdom of darkness or do you not serve the kingdom of darkness I mean, and Apple? Why do you think in every I'm gonna make the dude guaranteed Apple people are like, how dare you? PC sucks. Apple's the best. Apple's the because best because of this, this, and this. You just corporate greed. You know what? I'll admit Apple is significantly easier to use, but that's only because you can delete Apple applications. Like you can delete the the applications that come on your phone like True. the iphone or the uh the company brand applications that you get on your phone you yeah. can't do that with google that's true you, which android is kind of obnoxious android will only let you disable the the core group of apps which gets really annoying you right know, and they they you want to hear a stupid story? So this podcast is already off the rails. Thank you so much for paying attention uh, <laughs> if you're still here. But you're going to hear a stupid story for me. So uh, my phone kept kept collecting data, right? And, and I don't mean like collecting data from the internet, just files. And my storage space was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I would go through my phone and I would delete all these pictures. I'd delete all these files. And it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So what is going on? I've had this phone for probably going on two years now, maybe a little bit more. Two months ago, three months ago, I figured out that when I delete files, they get put in the trash can. They don't get permanently deleted. So I had hundreds of files in my trash can. Oh my god! <laughs> that when I clicked that little button that emptied out that trash can, all of a sudden I gained like five gigs on my phone. Whose idea was that? <laughs> I don't know. But it drove me. I, I went to Melissa. I was like, this is stupid. I press delete. Just delete it. I don't need a trash can to hold it forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. The fact that it it takes up more space having to delete it than it would actually having it. Well, and, and the crazy thing was there was no indication on the phone that, hey, here's the trash can. Don't forget, you've got all this stuff sitting in your trash can. Right. It's the like, trash, you know, like on, on a Windows computer, you've got your little trash can in the corner. You got the you recycle see, bin. Yeah, you can see the files in it or, or if it's empty. None of that on this phone. That, right. that trash can was hidden down in the recesses of the phone. And I had to dive down deep, happened to come across it, and you know, found the treasure that is empty trash bin. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this is why you go Apple, Mike. No. <laughs> my I, I think, and I'll, I'll get into the topic in a second. My big issue with Apple is, and I've had this conversation with other people, there's there's no job set out to set up a dummy proof system. Sure. It, but he also set it up so that you couldn't mess with it. Mm -hmm. We designed it the way we want it. We don't want you touching it. We don't want you putting your own flair on any of it. So it's like, here's your product. You can't, you can't mess with it. 
Yeah. What I appreciate about PC is there's a lot more customization that's allowed in the whole process. And there's a lot more, if you know what you're doing, you can, you can get into the processes of the computer and, you know, whereas Apple is a lot more like, you know, yeah, for the, it's, the general consumer. It's very much like our product is easy to use, but that's because there's really only like two to three ways to use it. Right. And some would argue like there are those things that you can do to like make your wallpaper or lock screen or whatever match all the app icons on your screen that I have no clue how to do that. I, I know like five people who've done it and the way that they did it looks absolutely amazing. And it, it looks like, like something that you could get for an Android phone. Um, but it is, it's, so unbelievably difficult to do <laughs> which it should be like right click highlight click done <laughs> yeah that's what i thought it would be and then I, I looked into doing it because i wanted to get like a cool like black and red color scheme for my phone and i never did so as you can see i still have a default yes. back lock screen and a default back wallpaper oh gee oh i'm sorry so yeah I've got my you got a palm tree yes i do i i actually took this picture i want you all to see this this was like <laughs> i was proud of this this photographic moment with my cell phone i was <laughs> it was lunchtime i was still roofing and i was laying on the ground looking up at the sky uh existential crisis moment and i love palm trees and i saw this palm tree and i was like oh, a picture. it turned out really well i was like that would be a perfect wallpaper <laughs> I, I, I can just imagine you being like oh god how is this gonna Ooh, palm tree pretty much yeah that was pretty much it i don't want to i can't oh tree so oh i don't want to get into this <laughs> do you guys do you, do people want to get I'll tell you why. Let me tell you a story first, because I'm really just avoiding this topic uh, because it's not fun. So I was telling Elijah um, yesterday, I was, I was having a really hard time working on the podcast topic. Uh, there are times where there's just not much going on or all of it just, you know, when everything just looks a little gray, you know, that's, it was one of those moments looking out into the world. And I was thinking, I don't, I just don't want to cover current events. I don't want to cover doom and gloom. I don't want to cover history. I don't want to cover lessons. I don't want to do any of it. And I told Elijah, it was like, I just want to have a goof off episode. That's what I want to do. I want, because I think all of us are inundated with all this bad news. It's just ramping up everywhere we look. And you get to a point where it's like, I have to I just want to escape a little bit. I, I will tell you how hard I escaped yesterday. I went over to a buddy's house. We watched the movie Aliens, like the original Aliens. The, like with with Sigourney Weaver. Dude. Dude, that movie has stood the test of time. I, I, it really has. I, it, it has truly stood the test of time. And, and the funny thing is, and he and I were talking about this, I don't like CGI. No, it's terrible. It is. I, I would show me models. Show me miniatures, show me little creative scenes, show me puppets, right? I get it. The aliens in the movie move kind of weird, but it still 
to me stood the test of time versus something like like I use the example uh episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars. <laughs> Prove me wrong, right? Like good stories, bad execution. But so thank you. I'm so glad you agree. Like movie has stood I, the test of time. Yeah, absolutely. And an actual actor was in the suit of the alien. And right. Something, right, right. something really cool I found out yesterday in the original Jaws movie. Yeah. Um, when I think his name is Hooper, the guy with glasses, when he goes down into the shark cage and Jaws ends up banging up the shark cage, he was supposed to die like he died in the book. Right. But instead, a real great white shark ended up getting tangled up in the cables of the actual shark cage, ended up completely damaging the shark cage, and then the stunt man ended up swimming down. And in order to keep the really great footage of the shark struggling with the shark cage, they had to record the stunt man swimming down and swimming away instead of Hooper dying right there. Oh. Because the stunt man was scared for his life so right. he ended up just swimming away which i don't blame him yeah but, but that's that's so good that's like you don't get that from cgi you don't no. get genuine like natural footage like that some of the some of the best parts in movies are those those improvised parts those oh we didn't man uh perfect story to your and and we'll get back into the cgi realm um monty python and the holy grail <clears throat> They were running out of money. They didn't have money to end it. They, and they didn't know what they were going to do. So the way they ended is like, uh, we'll just end this. <laughs> like literally, like, you know, the, what was it? The cops or whatever come up and arrest them and pull them out and the set. Yeah. You know, this is over. This is over. They they ran out. They just did not have money to finish the movie. They didn't know how they were going to finish it. And they're like, we'll, we'll just and I shut think it down. That's what makes it so great. Because it's already a really funny movie. It's so different it from was what's normal. Perfect ending for the movie, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is Self-Evident Podcast. We are now a movie review podcast. Let's do Actually, it, that man. would be kind of fun. I know? actually was telling... Um, who was I telling this to? I was telling someone that there have been no good movies to actually go out of my way to, to spend money and watch in... In the big theaters, I think the probably the closest thing. Now, I have not been to the movies much because because I'm kind of the same way. Um, Top Gun was probably the closest. I haven't me. seen Top Gun. I've heard the, really good things about that. And the reason I say that gets back to the CGI argument. And I think both of us know. Most of you probably know. Uh, Tom Cruise was adamant about as little CGI as possible. And I, I'm so thankful to Tom Cruise for that. All the Scientology stuff aside, right? Whatever. Yeah. You know, the guy can act and he can produce good movies, right? Top Gun, I, I'm so thankful to him that he, he understood what the consumer was looking for. He understood it. They're sick of CGI. They're sick of, of stuff that... that doesn't have a gritty realism to it or a rawness to it right they're sick of stuff that doesn't uphold their values or at least not insult their values you know mm -hmm. um and, and people want to just escape into a good story you know 
and and there can be debates all day long about what whether the Top Gun story was a really good story or not. Um, I think I think it was a good story. I think the movie was entertaining. It it had suspense in the right areas, right? right. And it's it's kind of like it's one of those movies where you knew how it was going to end, but you still enjoyed the ride getting there because there was enough suspense and. and question built into the whole yeah and just because you know how a movie ends doesn't mean you don't know how it gets to that point and it's always fun to just ride the ride into just to see everything that happens along the way right you know it's there are those movies that totally throw you for a loop and they have their place but yeah for the most part like when you start a movie you kind of have an expectation of how it's gonna end yeah hero's gonna win good people are gonna win you know everything's gonna turn out all right and you know when Hollywood was originally founded, there was this whole like checklist thing that every movie had to pass. Right. Um, it was like something along the lines of the good guy always had to win. Uh, there always had to be like good morals put in place. And oh my gosh, this was in this was in retaliation to I want to say the Chinese the uh, Chinese film making industry because they were doing something very similar, just a lot more strict. And we had to kind of like really push for good films. Yeah. But, and uh, did you hear that China required the ending of the new minions movie to be changed in order to be released in their markets? No. So in the original, I think, and, and correct me where I'm wrong and guys, Hey, post your, the movie that you feel stands the test of time. That's what I want to know. I, and, and if you're listening on podcasts and you're still with us, God bless you. Um, I find our Facebook, right? Self-evident Facebook, self-evident ministries, find our Instagram, find, find something, find this YouTube video and comment. What movie do you think has stood the test of time? Right. And I think that's important. A movie where 30, 40 years from now, it's like, Ooh, that's good. Uh, and uh, China. And then I'll, I'll get to that test of time. Cause I got an idea on that. Um, China. So in the original minions movie that just came out, Right. I believe what happened is happens at the end is, you know, spoiler, the, alert, by spoiler the way. alert. I, I don't know. This was what I read Two of the bad guys walk into the sunset type deal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, which, Hey, how much of a spoil really is that, you know, you're not going to right. kill off Gru, you know, uh, or are they? And so in China, um, it, it hearkened back to, the the idea that used to happen in Hollywood with the religious committees of yeah. no bad guy could go unpunished by the end of the movie. At the end of the day, he's still a villain. He's still a villain. Yeah. Well, China, I guess, had similar standards for this Minions movie. So, like, one of the characters got, like, 20 years or something, and the other one reformed his ways or something like <laughs> What? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, wow, China, you're 1940s America. (laughs) But I I love that, like, if if the article is correct, that one of the punishments China felt had to happen in the movie was 20 years hard labor. (laughs) Because they have to (laughs) not only punish their real citizens, they have to punish their animated citizens as well. 
oh, this is what you can expect if you come <laughs> and, and you are you minion red. You go, you go 20 years hard labor. Okay. Here you go. That whole minion raid thing, though, was hysterical to see. What? Oh, the, the, the minion the raids, fact, yes. The fact that people would, they would not only go into okay, movie fill, theaters. 15 second fill in the, the listeners of what you're talking about. Okay. Because a lot of people probably don't understand what you're talking about. So due to the popularity of Minions, Rise of Guru, we're not. We're not sponsored at all. Yeah, no endorsement. You make your own choices. We're just talking commentary about a movie. Right. People would flash mob movie theaters, uh, malls, wherever there was any kind of cinematic place, uh, wearing suits or like a really, business suit, like very nice well dressed, like tuxes and yeah. dresses and and whatnot. And these they would completely like buy out movie theaters completely like buy out every single seat and it would make the movie theater a lot of money but right. people who actually wanted to go watch the movie <laughs> with their with their family couldn't do it capitalism but it, it. it wasn't just the movie theaters that got it i would see videos of people like going in the or wearing those big inflatable like minion costumes yeah. and wearing them at the gym or wearing like groom masks <laughs> and costumes at the gym and i saw a couple kids at my gym wearing that kind of stuff and i was like that's cool only at and, this brand of gym and they were like in the theater they were like like massive ovations and like throwing bananas at the screen or something right something that like stuff. that i've yeah. i've heard like the massive standing ovation yeah just it, clapping. It, it i think because you started to see theaters posting signs on their doors saying that you know if you're too if, well dressed or if there's a large group of you, you won't be in yeah you won't be allowed they that would kind refuse of service right they're refusing service to these groups you know and I think that's why was it was like, okay, if you come in and you sit down, and you enjoy it and other people can come in, whatever, but they were <laughs> massive standing ovations at weird parts and, you know, throwing bananas at the screen or something, you know, a little bit of raucous, but I do enjoy the, uh, the, the trolling nature of the younger generations. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's funny to see that there's still very much people. I, I hear people always say, I wish I grew up in the 80s. It was so much better back then. No, it wasn't. We had the Cold War. We had so much more racism than we have now. We have like a million other problems that we would be dealing with. Still. We had Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s should be banished just for that alone. Well, there was the whole crack like epidemic or whatever. We went too. from Crystal Pepsi <laughs> to crack. <laughs> We made quite the progression in one step. <laughs> I want to thank you, Elijah, for taking this to a whole new level. That's what I'm here for. Now, yeah, I I was born in the 80s, and I can't stand the music. I can't stand the fashion. I can't stand any of it. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure there are people. The 80s were amazing. That's because you, you, you came of age in the 80s. Listen. I didn't come of age in the 80s. I came of age in the 90s, which... I enjoyed the 90s. Regardless, if you wear a pompadour that's bigger than one one foot tall, there's a problem. There is there is a massive problem. <laughs> and it is not the pompadour. There you go. Um, God, where was I going with this? 
I hope something people have something else going on while they're uh, listening to this. I hope because so. It's it, it's been one angle for the past twenty minutes, folks. We're <laughs> just trying to have a little fun. Yeah, here. honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get to the topic, which maybe that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I think uh, being serious though, like it's good to it's good to be aware of what's happening. It's good to be focused and and keep Christ first in everything and keep your life christ-centered and christ-anchored and sometimes you really just kind of need a a mental vacation right and i i think i'm at that point and maybe you guys are too and i hope this is a bit of a mental vacation for you of let's just talk let's, you know that's let's just talk let's, yeah <laughs> i I, I needed to make this point because I, I know you're starting to get serious and I can't allow you to do that. Um, dun, dun, dun. So movies that, that, that um, stand the test of time, immediately what I thought of that people will disagree with me on this and that's fine. Um, and it's not the reason that you think. Um, Blade Runner. Did you ever see the original Blade Runner? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I would get super lost and yeah, it was, it was a very abstract idea to me. That's why I, I respect it as a movie. I respect what they, what they went to do with the movie. I respect other people who think, no, it's great. It stood the test of time. And I'm not talking about the technology and all that because aliens, you know, uh, my buddy and I were talking about this with aliens. It's like, isn't it funny that, how they pro- because you obviously can't project what's not there, but the technology, right? Like they're in space, they're hyper travel, all of this, and it's a like green and black computer screen, text only format. And yeah. At the towards the beginning, like she she was sitting on a park bench, and there was a a big massive screen that was supposed to make it look like she was in a park. You know this this way of like tricking your mind into I'm in a park, mm-hmm. and she shuts the big screen off. And you know how the old uh, cathode ray tubes tube TVs would like the screen would they like swoop? collapse? Yeah, yeah, it would collapse, and there was this like the big major screen did it. And I I turned to my buddy, I was like, we have an because obviously they didn't understand LED TVs and all of that, right? right. LCDs. I'm like, we have a much better TV sitting in our church right now. <laughs> yeah. And that TV was on that space station in the future. Right. But so back to Blade Runner, it's not that, that mash of like, Oh, this is future technology, but really it's 1980s technology. That's there. Mm-hmm. You know, even the, the, the special effects great for the day, you know, that, yeah, you can tell, okay, that's that's a miniature and a, a screen or whatever. But it was the storyline to me that I, it felt like there was something missing through the whole storyline that I don't feel holds up over the test of time. Mm-hmm. And it, it great concept. I just don't know that they delivered fully on it. But I was just thinking of that, of like movies that have stood the test of time. Um, I think storyline's important. Absolutely. And you can even have movies that have massive plot holes. And I'm talking like, like Jurassic Park. So in the original Jurassic Park, you have the T-Rex cage, right? Yeah. You see the goat, 
Yeah. Uh, they're like sitting right out in front of the T-Rex cage oh, while it's raining. The yeah. goat's there and then it's gone and the T-Rex breaks out. You can see the land very much level, if not a little elevated. He, he like steps almost down into right. out of the, the paddock or the... the I know he steps <laughs> out and then as soon as they're trying to escape the T-Rex, the very place that the T-Rex walked out of there is now a massive divide and right. there's like a massive just drop now now all of a sudden when the truck's getting pushed over the barrier it's like a 20 30 foot drop off yeah. where there was no drop off there's like before. a massive tree <laughs> and for some reason there are bronchiosauruses uh-huh. off in the horizon like what is happening like they just got completely teleported away from where they originally yeah. were I, that that makes me think did you see the last star uh star wars the last jurassic park i did the, not the i've recent. heard i've heard decent things about it i've heard that the um the director's cut which was the cut that the director initially wanted to go yeah. out was a bit better i so here's my problem with it i get so tired of callbacks Mm-hmm. I get so tired of movies that all they are is just one massive callback. Yeah. Because what you've told me is you have no unique storyline left to write. Stars. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you said it. So now no, you've I'm opened the door. The, yeah. the number seven, I was so mad when I walked out. Mm-hmm. I was so mad because you just gave me a new hope 2.0. Yep. That's all you gave me. Yep. There was no unique nature to it. The the Death Star thing was just bigger. Mm-hmm. It was a planet. That blew up other planets. Down to how they destroyed it, right? Yep. Oh, there's a weak spot. And you got to shoot a missile, but it's really it's difficult. really tiny. But you got to knock the shields down yeah. first. So you got to go to this other planet and knock the shields down. And then you can get it, right? Like... I want, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, self-evident, I had the budget (laughs) to start producing movies, TV shows, entertainment, culture, to start wiping away all of this junk that's been shoved down our throats. Oh, yeah. They ruined the Star Wars franchise to me. And the problem is they keep trying to recapture the magic. And I'll say this again and again and again. Lord of the Rings is a perfect example. They're coming out with a TV show now. You will ruin it. Matrix 4, you will ruin it. Why? Because it is so unbelievably hard to recapture the magic. It's the the, the magic is a time and a place. It, 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 there's just something about that time and place of when that movie or that production comes out that makes it what it is. Yeah. And then you get Hollywood that tries to recapture the magic. And they failed 99% of the time. I think one of the few where they were actually at, actually able to kind of recapture the magic. And this, this sounds stupid, but go with me here. Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They, they, 10 years later, right? So things kind of, kind of wash away. They got the original cast. The storyline was, was good. longer than 10 years. Right? I think it was like. I, it was 10, 10 years or something, I think. I think but it was 16. Storyline was good, but they were able to recapture the magic. And and it is so rare. I get so tired of... We're coming out with Matrix 17. Money grab, you know? 
Um, and that's that's something where just let it be. Yeah. You know, it, 14 years. 14 years ago. See, you were right. 14 years. I, I remember it because there was like this whole meme uh, when the main antagonist in the first movie says, too late. 15 years too late and then <laughs> the movie ends up coming out almost 15 years later that's yeah so i i dude if you want to become a torchbearer yes and and help support us i would love for us to be able to start getting into that realm and and open call if if you love creating film you love creating production sketches whatever you love writing you love music, you love art, let's get you involved. So reach out to us. I I, I want to see self-evident get into the culture wars, right? I think that's the space that conservatives need to be going. Yeah. Conservatives for so long Dude. have just tried to regulate the culture. We haven't tried to own it. What yeah. I hate is that there have been no good faith-based movies. I, I, uh, now, Oh, finish your point because I have a point. I, I was going to say, like, the last movie I remember coming out that was relatively close to faith-based, other than, like, Passion of the Christ, um, was that Noah movie. And that, it was so, oh, was bad. it was so yeah. terrible. It was so over-dramatized, yeah. if that's even a word. It was, what happened was Hollywood got a hold of it. Right. Hollywood got a hold of a biblical historical story and decided to sprinkle their their little Hollywood magic on it to completely change it. Mm -hmm. And it was extremely difficult to watch because not only was it false, it was an extremely it was an extremely weird take on everything that happened. Yeah, and that's the, I heard the the uh, Moses story with Christian Bale was kind of the same way. I don't remember what that movie was called. I Maybe forgot somebody in the one. comments remembers, but I heard I never saw that one because I heard that one was a really bad take on it too. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I don't trust Hollywood with any Christian messages. I just you're going to screw it up because you don't understand it. Um, I think, I think Christian movie producers and Christian TV show producers are getting better. Mm -hmm. Man, it was trash for a long time because they didn't feel like they could talk about real topics, and and they they had to put the the shine on everything. Everybody had to be good hearted, clean, kind. You know, it's like which is tell me put, real. It, it's put a a false a false title, a false label on Christianity now, right. because that's what the world thinks Christianity is. And, and, you know, I didn't see the chosen. I, everybody who, it, if you're a fan, you're a fan of the chosen, right? I like but, it. I don't like the fact that this is going to sound a little off. I don't like the fact that the actor who plays Jesus Christ is a practicing Catholic. I Ooh, some Catholics might uh, question you on that. I <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. I keep interrupting you. No, no. I, I you can go ahead. Well, I, I have nothing. You, I do think you are you are speaking to something that some people have a problem with. Is the the Mormon Church was very invested in that whole project, um, and so 
give or take. We haven't talked about much about the chosen. You know, um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but what I do hear about it is the acting and the production is really, really Absolutely good. Absolutely amazing. So, which gives me hope, and that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a great story, good production, and and great acting. And I do think Christian productions are starting to get to that level. But it's like, why did it have to take us so long? And this is what I don't understand is Christianity used to be at the forefront of creation, of art, right? You, you had the, the Beethovens, the Leonardo da Vinci's, the Michelangelo's, like at least had some understanding, respect of God. And, and at some point we're, we're creating in a sense of like trying to understand um, the eternal. Right. Trying to understand the spiritual, Right. Um, um, the Sistine Chapel. I was just about to say that it's right. so beautiful. Right, the the Last Supper. You know this, th- that type of creation. Where is that now? What do we have? We we have vulgar, nasty, or just absolutely nonsensical crap, dude. I was I was literally so. I was on social media. Oh. I know. I know. I, I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I I saw this uh there's like this page that will call in musical artists, have them like kind of sing their their lyrics and talk about what their song meant. And there was this this girl that was just like laughing and like yelling and then just started talking super weird. And I was like Anyone can be a musical artist these days, mm-hmm. as long as they can yell into a mic, use a little, have somebody put a little bit of auto tune into their voice so that it yeah. doesn't sound like nails on a chalkboard. Right. Anyone can make music, which is disgusting. And it terrifies me because I don't want my future kids to, to have to deal with like all of this garbage right that that my generation that the generation before me is pumping out and and pushing out and pushing upon the masses and that's you look at like the top 40 yeah. what what kind of lyrics and what kind of songs are you getting and it's it really is a conditioning right that music isn't meant in traditional values that music is nowhere near meant for pre pubescent kids right right <clears throat> or even pubescent kids it's not even meant for adults come on like do we really need to be listening to that and that's, right. that's something like okay um how often is it that something is meant for an adult but not meant for a kid and you can't go like should it be meant for an adult i feel like like the, is it necessary i you know? i remember the most vulgar music at one time that was specifically made only for adults, but caught a lot of like young young adult like teen attention because of how hype it sounded and yeah. how like college it sounded was Pitbull. Pitbull was very much like he, <laughs> for for a certain amount of time he was like the most vulgar like artist out there because he would talk about going out and partying and having yeah. sex and blah 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 blah. And like if you listen to Pitbull, you were either like a heathen or like the really cool guy right which you know that that whole standard of being a rebel right, right. um i think I, and i'll give a a plug i'll give a shout out so i had turned you on to uh tim pool's um 
podcast, Tim Cast IRL. Yeah. If you want to hear some interesting conversation for an hour, hour and a half, like it's it uh, uh, surrounding current events and all of that, some interesting ideas, check it out, Tim Cast IRL. Um, shout out to them, and he he's he is a a culture warrior. He's, he's one who's like, we got to get invested in all of this. Like, yeah. we got to start fighting this battle. He doesn't even consider himself a conservative, although he's painted as, as a conservative a lot because, hey, he tends to line up with a lot of, you know, what we espouse, right? And he's, he's really getting his feet wet in the music side of things because music is trash. And so I, I encourage you, like, if, if you like rock, if you like alternative um check out check out his new song i don't know what you you're gonna have to tell me what you're laughing about but check out his new song what is it only ever wanted um, I, yeah i think so uh check it out you know it, it's not horrible you know it, it's a good song yeah you know i, I think it's, it's good better song. than i'd say 70 percent of the yeah. music that's made but right. And at Saying the very that. least, support somebody who's creating, trying to create quality content, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not dogging. Like, I, I really do mean it. Like, I, I think it's a good song, right? I, yeah. I give him all credit and respect in the world. He's doing better than I could. I'm, I'm kind of the type of, like, I like a little bit different flavor and flair in my music. But right, it's good. Listen to it, you know? So I, I think his Will of the People is a better song. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one. You need to. It's it's a cool message, um, and it's the artwork is really good um, in the music video, but the the message is basically like this cycle of revolution that happens. You know? Yeah, because um, one person gets oppressed, and so they grow up to try and counteract that oppression, but they end up becoming the oppressor. Gotcha. And there's this cycle. Sorry, what were you? That's say? pretty cool. Uh, no, uh, I, two things. That's I really push for one of my close friends. Uh, he's super, it's Kyron. You, yeah. you know, him. I really push for him to, to continue doing music because he does great music. Yeah. He really does. And the thing that's so different about his music and everybody else's music, uh, what I've noticed is the fact that these people like, like him are passionate about it. They mm-hmm. pour their heart and soul into these songs. Like they genuinely care about what they're producing, whether or not they're producing is is going to attract ears or even if what they wrote, what music they made, if they actually want to send it out and let people know that they are like they struggled with this or this is like what they went through in life. And I've, I've heard a few songs that he hasn't released and he's an absolutely talented artist. Mm-hmm. So I, I continuously push for him to to pursue that more and more but i was having a conversation with ex-producer croft yesterday yeah (laughs) i'm I'm sorry if if, if you're listening shout out to croft (laughs) shout out to croft we miss you no we do i i love croft i really need to have dinner with him again Mm -hmm. i I miss the kid anyways sorry when are you gonna have dinner with me i see you twice a week at least three times four (laughs) times a week him i see once a week if i'm lucky so there anyways okay you're having point a conversation taken. with him um yes so we just had lunch yesterday and why was we we were do you like taco bell no but That's i wasn't why. invited i didn't get the chance to say no to you 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we were we were talking about different uh, music genres, and <clears throat> we came across one that we had determined was possibly the worst musical genre in all of existence, and that was hard pirate rock. Because there's so if 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 you look at it at its surface, it's like okay, like it, it's reverse of how music is these days. Yeah. Like you have like some good songs on the surface, but then once you look past that, it's nothing but no pun intended, but a sea of just <laughs> utter garbage and utter I'm, like profane just terrible music i'm going to have to check this out because i didn't know this existed hard pirate rock because what i'm thinking of is like uh a orchestral soundtrack with no heavy but this is like no okay this is your mission everybody is to check out hard pirate rock no. and let elijah <laughs> no, know how you feel about it because i'm going to go to work and i'm going to check this out because i need to know uh, let me let me find the song real yeah, quick we'll, and we'll, i'll show we'll it talk to about you. it after we'll yeah. talk about it after um so we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're, i think we're gonna end this here i'm not gonna get to the topic because i don't i don't want to get into this and we're already at something like 40 minutes so 45 there you go guys i hope you enjoyed this conversation about nothing i was telling melissa yesterday i was like i just need a seinfeld episode I need a Seinfeld episode, which is the the whole term of that is like an episode about nothing. Yeah, that's that's really what everybody claimed Seinfeld was. Um, and so I hope you guys got to just relax a little bit uh, and enjoy the thoughts and enjoy the conversation. Um, I want to do a little bit more of this. We're still self-evident, right? We're still coming out with the topics we need to, the things we need to talk about. But I think every once in a while, I just want to give you guys a break from, from the world, yeah. from, from everything collapsing in. Um, but what I will say is stuff is going on and that's the moment to increase your faith. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the moment to rely on the Lord because as things get more difficult, thankfully you will have less and less other places to turn than the Lord. And that's not a bad thing, but you have to gird up your faith. Now you have to step out and start, start thinking about where are you going to look, right? Are you going to look to your bank account, to your job, to your family, to your house, whatever, as your, as your, your security, or are you going to look to the Lord? And are you going to hold that faith through everything and say, Lord, all I can do is trust in you. All I can do is rely on you and watch him work. Right. Um, and we'll get into more of this stuff next time. We'll, we'll talk more about life as we know it, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it was just fun to relax and hear a couple of guys chat about movies and music and all of that. And so uh, leave in your comments, leave in the comments. What movie do you think has stood the test of time? That's what, would, what, I what was your answer? I well, I think Aliens has. Aliens. Um, I, that wouldn't be my only one, but I think Aliens definitely has. I would say I would say the original Jaws. Jaws, original Jaws. Good yeah. pick. Good pick. What do you guys think? I think Massey would probably say it's a Wonderful Life. Never seen that movie. He, you need to. He, it's it's one of his favorites, especially around Christmas. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he would say. But mm -hmm. what would you say? 
So until next time, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to check out all of our stuff, theselfevidenttruth.com. Go buy yourself some merch. Become a torchbearer. Whether it's five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, 1,000 bucks, whatever you feel good to give, what you feel the Lord's put on your heart, it helps us get where we're going. It helps us produce new content. It helps us upgrade. We have some things we really want to do to help uh, uh, um, bless you guys, uh, but the funding needs to be there. And and we run a tight ship. <laughs> we, we don't run a massive budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to be able to expand a little bit. So check that out. Pray about it. We would love to have you start donating. And to all of our torchbearers who already donate, thank you so much, guys. We hope that you feel your money is well spent. Uh, we, we're always trying to minister. We're trying to move out there. We're trying to get the truth and the word out into the spaces that need it. So till next time, guys, love you so much. Have a great day.